You are listening to Shadow Horse Theater Broadcasting. We come to you from the shadowy fields of Minnesota with Dark Pony Radio Show. Presented to you by the Dark Pony Players, featuring Todd O'Dowd. This month's episode is sponsored by The Living Artist Podcast. Don't wait until you're dead to make a living as an artist. And now is, as always, The Pale Lady. <laughs> Happy Dark Wishes, my tender inklings. Welcome to tonight's radio show. I've seen a lot and very little throughout my life on this plane. How about you, my puppet? As have I. But as of recent, I have discovered something only found on this plane. Paintings by Preston M. Smith. Oh, are you talking about my friend who runs the podcast, The Living Artist? The very same, my lurid lovely. In our conversations, he would always say, don't wait until you are dead to make a living as an artist. Words to live by. His podcast sure has excellent advice, state of art, and interviews for any artist. I found it exceptionally energizing. You can listen to it wherever podcasts can be accessed. What a beautiful human and beautiful paintings, which can be found at the website pmsartwork.com. Don't wait till you're dead to listen or have a painting of his in your collection. It is time to sit back and enjoy a glass of your favorite spirit and let your mind go through the darkness of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right, Johnny? Johnny. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Well, what is it? Are you all right? Fine. I just felt a little sick. I'll tired. call Dr. Ro- no, don't call Dr. Rogers. Let the poor man sleep. Call him in the morning if I don't feel better. You sure? Sure. I, I just want to sleep. I'll call him. Please. It's all right. Well, come to bed then. You can't sit here all night. I'll, I'll be in, in a few minutes. I'll just sit here for a while. I'll stay here with you then. No need. I'll just get a little rest. I'll stay here. So tired. Tired. I'll stay with you. I won't go away. I won't be you. Number 18 it was on a wide-end run. The opposing tackle and black trunks finally down him on the 19-yard line. And this is a good time to remind you all that this is Johnny Scott bringing you the annual Gridiron Classic. That this is Johnny Scott bring- Well, that's very odd, ladies and gentlemen. There's a man sitting on the far side of the field whose face... He seems to be smiling at something. Well, perhaps you all know of him. He's a tall man, wears a black mustache, has black hair parted in the center, and is well and carefully combed. He's smoking a cigarette. Perhaps you all know him? Oh, there's the play. It's number 18 again. This time diving through his own left tackle. This boy is really tremendous. But there, there just now, the opposing tackle grabbed number 18 from behind. The man with the black mustache is applauding. Oh, 
No, the players on both sides have jumped on number 18. And they're hitting him with their fists. The crowd is going wild. This is horrible. People are jumping their seats into the field to join in, but they're all on one side. All striking number 18, who's lying face down in the beautiful green sun of this lovely stadium. It's a lovely autumn day here in Newt Falls, and over 80,000 screaming fans are pounding and kicking player number 18. The man with the black mustache, I'm sure you almost know him. The man with the black mustache is standing in the center of the screaming mob. He seems to be directing their efforts. I've never seen anything like this, ladies and gentlemen. There doesn't seem to be anything anyone can do to save number 18. There! Just now. The man with the black mustache picked up the quiet form of my father. He slung my father over his shoulder. He, he's making his way through the crowd. Why is he carrying my father away? Where is he taking my father? father? Mr. Scott. Pardon? Oh, yes, Captain. We shall be pleased to have you at our table tonight. Oh, thank you, sir. At your table? Of course. Had you forgotten? Oh, no, sir. Of course not. Very well. At 15 bells. Yes. Thank you, Captain. Good. Good work, my boy. Hmm. Mustn't forget, dinner at 15 bells. Master Scott. Oh, hello, Miss Simpson. I'm glad to see you again. Really? Oh, of course I am. I always liked you, Miss Simpson. Just because I can't do algebra doesn't mean I don't like you. Take your seat, please. Can you remember where your place is in this room? Class, it seems strange to me that a young man would forget the location of his desk. It seems strange to me that you should be holding your classes on board an ocean-going vessel. An ocean-going vessel? Really? Rogers? Yes, Miss Simpson. You! Good afternoon, John. Weren't you just at the football game? Football game? I've been here in class since first spell. I shall stay here until 15 bells. Miss Simpson? What is it, Master Scott? I'd like to know why this student sitting here next to me has a black mustache and denies being at the football game this afternoon. I object, Miss Simpson. I couldn't have been at that football game this afternoon, when it is now only morning. This afternoon, in fact, has not yet arrived. Therefore, I move this entire case be dismissed. Master Scott? Oh, I... I have nothing to say. His argument sounds logical but I saw him hit number 18 at the football game this afternoon. I know I saw him. He hit my father and then carried him away. <laughs> Simpson, it is obvious to me that since this is morning, this morning to be specific, it is impossible that this young man, John, could have seen me this afternoon at anything this afternoon, since this particular afternoon wouldn't be here until after this morning is over. Right. Right. Master Scott? He's trying to trick me. He's just saying words. He always does that, and I won't stand for it. You're going to hit me? I am going to hit you. I'm going to bloody your nose for you. Then hit. Then strike. Then flay. Then pound. Then attack. Then beat. Go! Mm. Uh, let go of my arms and I will! I'm not near your arms. I won't touch your Let arms. Let go of me! I am not near your arms. I won't touch your arms. Then let me go. Don't hit me. 
Please. <laughs> Why? Why did you hit me? Stop hitting me. I'm not near your arms. You've got... got to let me... go of me. I'm not hitting you, John. There! Now you can't hit me. I've... I've got to run... run faster. I think this is where I'm to have dinner with the captain. Ah, Mr. Scott, welcome to our little captain's dinner, which we have on board ocean-going vessels every night for invited guests of the captain. I am the captain. May I remark, sir, about your very fine orchestra? You may. They're very fine. Thank you. Now, if everyone would please be seated. Miss Simpson, over there. An apple. For me? Rogers, on her left. Right. Mr. Scott, Sr., over there. Thank you. Hello, Dad. Hi, Johnny. Don't bolt your food now. <laughs> I won't, Dad. And our guest of honor, John Scott, Jr., at the head of the table, opposite me. Thank you, sir. Ready? On your mark. Get set. Go! Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I hope I didn't worry anyone. Ah, uh, Miss Vincent, you uh, may sit next to Mr. Scott, secondus, at the opposite head of the table. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Pleasure. Are you enjoying the cruise, Mr. Scott? Yes, very much, thank you. And you? Very much, thank you. Are you hungry? No, I'm not. Neither am I. Besides, I hate oatmeal. Would you like to go outside? Thank you, I would. They won't notice. <laughs> you don't think this is forward of me? Of course not. I've never left a dinner table with a young man before. I'm sure you haven't. And I don't at all think it's forward of you. I think it's very admirable of you. Thank you. There's a man in there. The man with the black mustache. He's not a good man or a kind man. This afternoon, he almost killed a football player during the big game. And then he grabbed me and hit me on the chest. Doesn't he like you? I don't remember him. I seem to know him. Do you know him? No, I don't. I don't think I do. What's his name? The captain called him uh, Rogers. The name is familiar. I seem to remember him. Kiss me. Thank you, dear. I love you so much, Johnny. And I love you, Ruth. I love you, Ruth. That's good. How long have we been married, Johnny? Four years? Seven months and, uh, 12 days. Correct. But I've only known you 10 minutes. Correct. Do you hear that? Oh, yes. 
It sounded as though we scraped bottom. There! There it is again! We're going up a river. Isn't there enough water in the river? They had to let it out. There was a need for it elsewhere. Oh, I see. Do you mind very much? No, I don't mind. That's good. You'll get used to it. Isn't it hard on the bottom of the boat? Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm sorry about your father. Yes. So young to die. My poor dear mother, to lose her love. What will you do now, Johnny? We can't get married, Ruth. Not yet. All right. <laughs> poor lady. Oh, that's not my mother. That's my algebra teacher, Miss Simpson. Poor, poor lady. Good afternoon, Miss Simpson. The class is dismissed. You may all go home. Thank you for being so kind. Please excuse me. <laughs> Where were you? What do you want? Where did you go? Why did you go outside? Did you ask me whether it was all right for you to go outside? Don't touch me. I won't touch you. I just want to give you something. <gasps> oh. oh. Please. Don't. Ah! Don't hit me again. Please. Please don't hit me again. Ruth. Ruth, please come here. Please come here, Ruth. Where'd you go? Ruth. Please. Ruth. What did you say, Johnny? Oh. Hi, Dad. Hello, son. Uh, I thought someone had hit me. The man with the black mustache. What man is that? <laughs> he was having dinner with us at the captain's table. Oh, yes. The sky looks nice, though, through the trees. That it does. What are we going to do this afternoon, Dad? Would you like to see a baseball game? I'd love to. Then we'll go see a baseball game and eat hot dogs and peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if we never <laughs> come back because we'll root. And it's all right if we spoil our dinner? I'll tell Mother to have dinner late tonight. <laughs> Dad? Yes, Johnny? Could I have the car tonight? I'll be careful. Got a date with Ruth? Yeah. I like her, Johnny. So does your mother. She's a wonderful girl. Do you really like her? You bet I do. That's good. I... I want to marry her, Dad. That's good, son. That's good, son. I want Ruth and I to be married and have a fine life and kids and a big house and a garden... Dad? What is it, son? You're... dead. Me? <laughs> Not a chance. But you are. I remember the day you died. You were so sick and you died very quietly. I remember the funeral and how proud we all were because so many people, fine people, came to pay their respects. I didn't die. Johnny. I remember. 
That must have been a dream, son. This is real. Right now. Is it, Dad? Of course it is, son. That was a dream. This is real. Uh, I can't hear you, Dad. What'd you say? The Yankees are playing today, you know. I, I can't hear you, Dad. Is something wrong with me? I'll tell Mother to have a late supper. Dad? How do you do, young man? Nothing to worry about. What do you want? Nothing to worry about, young man. I have an appointment with your dad. You leave my dad alone. Now, don't be nervous. Nothing to worry about. Leave my dad alone, I said. Here, now, step back. Back. Master Scott. What? Oh, Miss Simpson. Aren't you going to ask me for the next dance? You'd better hurry. My program's almost filled. See, I only have 18 empty spaces. Miss Simpson, may I have the honor of the next 18 dances? Why, Master Scott, what have you said? I should be delighted. My arm. Thank you. He waltzed beautifully, Mother. They really knew how to waltz when I was a girl. When I was a girl. You're hardly more than a girl now. That's sweet. And very true. When I was a girl, I never had many empty spaces in my dance program. Young John Scott filled out my program for me at all the dances. We had a dance every Saturday night. And young John Scott was my escort. He was a very dashing young man. Was he? We were married, you know. I was Mrs. John Scott, instead of Miss Simpson. I know, Mother. He died, you know. I'm sorry. He just died. No one knew why or how. Your father just died. May I borrow your handkerchief, Master Scott? I see I have left mine in my purse. Certainly, Miss Simpson. Uh, thank you. You may take me back to my chair now, Master Scott. And thank you for a lovely dance. It was a pleasure. I hope I may have the pleasure again. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine. Good evening. Good evening, Roger. What are you doing here? I was practicing my samba. I have always held that dancing the samba to a waltz is more interesting than dancing a samba to a samba. Don't you agree? Quite. Please excuse me. I'll join you. Thank you for a lovely evening. 
This way. Where are we going? We moved the office. There's some papers on your desk I think you should look over. What kind of papers? Oh, various triplicates, duplicate copies, a few scattered originals, and 18 photostats. Oh, I'd better clear my desk then. I don't like to have a cluttered desk. Too drafty for you? No, not at all. The air feels good. It was stuffy at that dance. Respiration is bad. Bad respiration. That's very strange. What is? I think you said that before to me. Or were you going to say it? Respiration? Have you ever said that to me? It's entirely possible. It's a form of greeting I use. Most people say, how are you, when they meet you on the street. I never say, how are you, when I meet people on the street. I always remark concerning their respiratory tract. Oh, of course. I see. Does the noise of all the typewriters annoy you? Uh, No, I can't hear them. That's good. Will you sit down? Thank you. If you'll sit on that typewriter, I'll let you ride back and forth while I make up this report. Oh, that's very kind of you. This is very inebriating. Just keep your arms out of the way. If you get your arms too near me, I shall drive this spike through them. It's a hobby of mine. I'll be careful. I promised Ruth I'd be careful. You're a very fortunate man, being married to Ruth. I think I am. Do you know you are? Of course I know I am. Then why did you say you thought you were? Oh, it's just a figure of speech. If you don't stop using figures of speech, I shall have to insist that you stop riding on my typewriter carriage. I'd just as soon get off anyway. I feel quite dizzy. Wait till I disconnected the super heterodyne. I'll help you off. Your arm? Thank you. Ow! Don't! Please, let go of my arm! Sorry, didn't mean to hurt you. What's wrong with you? I said I was sorry. What can I say after I've said, I'm sorry? Is that your song? No. You didn't write that song? No. Hmm. Very well. Then we can get down to the business at hand. Will you sign those papers on the desk? Are we allowed to do that? I wouldn't ask otherwise. Your duty is plain. Do it. All right. This is a strange fountain pen. It's the newest model. It's made like a piece of chalk so that it can be erased. Oh, that's an excellent idea. Now these photostats? I've never signed a photostat. Just use this camera. Oh, that's a good idea. At the bottom where the coffin is. Where'd you get these? I made them out, kind sir. These are death certificates. Very well written, I think. These are my dad's death certificates. Life carries with the joy so many harsh blows. Who are you? You're so familiar, yet I can't... Just lie back now. Don't struggle. Who are you? That's it. Easy does it. Put that hammer down. What are you doing with that hammer? If you'll just bare your chest... Please don't hit my chest. Please!
everyone go away? Why did they all leave me? I wish I knew where I was. I've got to get home. This is such a dark place. I'm afraid of the dark. Ruth. Ruth. I'm afraid of the dark. It's dark and I'm alone. Ruth. Please, come and help me. All right. Maybe, maybe there's a door down there. Down at the other end. Why is it so hard to walk? You'll be all right. I can walk. Hell, do it. If I can walk, I can get out of here. Oh. Hello, Daddy. <sighs> it's so far down to the door. Maybe someone's moving the door away from me. Why did they do that? Don't they know I have trouble walking? Don't they know? It's hard for me to walk. Struggle? No struggle. I've got to get to the door. I've got to get to, get to the door. All right. He'll be all right. Oh, thank God. This is a strange thing for a doctor to say, I guess. But I just couldn't let him die. You see, it was the doctor when his father passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. I never knew his father. I haven't seen him since. I've always felt that he bore me a grudge because of his father. Families very often do that, you know. Are you sure he's all right now? Yes, he's all right. A few months of bed rest. He won't be disfigured, crippled? I can promise you he won't be. Strange. What? He struggled against me. Fought me so hard. You'd almost think he'd been conscious through the whole seizure. Oh, I don't think he was. He didn't even know me at the time his eyes were open. (sighs) You'd better get some sleep now. I'll stay with him until morning. Then we'll get him to the hospital. He'll be all right. Don't worry about him. All right, doctor. It is strange, though. The way he fought me. (laughs) Strange. Oh, what a wonderful night. Just as you are about to lay down for this evening. Remember to check those creaky corners. Look under your breaking bed and open the creepy closet. As you slowly drift away, remember it's your brain that creates the most terrifying creatures alive. As you glimpse that staccato movement in the shadows. <laughs> With that, we bid you good night and, and adieu. adieu. You just heard tonight's performance of the Dark Pony Radio Show. With voices from the Dark Pony players Matt Sachs, Max Bessner, Matthew Kelly, Mara Rose, the Dark Gentleman, and the Pale Lady, featuring Todd O'Dowd. Sound designer and engineering from the wonderful Benjamin Conklin. Old Time Radio, written by M. Terrell Woods. Performed by Carnage the Executioner, courtesy of the artist. 
Tonight's performance was from CBS Workshop Nightmare, written by Elliot Lewis, and sponsored by The Living Artist Podcast. Don't wait until you're dead to make a living as an artist. This has been a Shadow Horse Theater production.